What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Matty D in a little hurry-up offense. We talk the Eagles win over the Cardinals. We also talk Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night football before diving into what should be an incredible weekend of college football. Alabama, Tennessee, Michigan, Penn State, among some other games that should be instant classics. We dive into week six in the NFL, specifically the Chiefs-Bills game. This one was a lot of fun to record. I know it's a quicker one, but we hope that you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. As always, though, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods. But enjoy this week's episode. Enjoy this weekend's football and, of course, the Phillies. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblocksports.com, part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. We finally made it to the football show. We promised it, or I promised it, on the solo pod when we did some baseball earlier in the week. We made it. It's been a wild week. Joining me as always, though, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matty D. How are you? One of the best weeks of the year, baby. Okay? For so many reasons. First of all, are we not just in that sports sweet spot right now? Right? Yeah. We got get into the football, meet the football season, baseball playoffs. Puck drop tonight for our fly guys. Obviously, some games happened before. NBA right around the corner. And and by the way, just in case, you should also be paying a little bit of attention because coming up in a cup not that far away is going to be the World Cup. Like, there's a lot going on right now in the sports world. Um and yet I say all that to you. Obviously, the other reason it's one of the best weeks of the year, I got my invitation last night to the sixth annual Thunder Cup, sponsored by Thunderbox Sports, obviously. Really excited for this weekend, man. Thank you so much for putting it together. So obviously, we'll have to maybe do a small recap on it next week when we pod. But obviously, we'll be a blue team redemption year, most likely. That's what I'm going for. Um, but anyway, um, just super pumped up for that. But honestly, it's somehow still, with everything I just mentioned going on, the NFL still dominating all headlines as usual, um, totally overshadowing everything else. And we got a lot of football to talk about. Obviously, some great college games, man, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Well, let's start with, you know, as we've done with these shows that you've been on, our birds, they're 5-0. and yes. They squeezed <laughs> it out in the desert. 2017 final score. Didn't cover, but that's okay. I was a little nervous going into it. Didn't know what to expect with Kyler and, you know, the call of duty and all that. But Jalen Hurts, he is him. I mean, he's obviously top five right now in the MVP talk, and as he should be. Um, been doing it all. What I really love about him, though, is that he just has this winner's mentality. Um, I don't know how, how what that'll do long term, but right now, love it short term. Um, pounding the ball, getting getting the needed yards, playing really smart, um, improving in areas that we needed him to improve in. So, um, dude, he's at the moment he's the real deal. I'm really impressed. He's I'm not not that he had to win me over necessarily, because um, he was always mentally just a superstar there. But his ability to throw, make reads, make the right decisions, um, 
least turnovers in the league, most created turnovers, right? So our turnover margin is incredible. And a lot of that goes to the quarterback making the right decisions. So it's been, uh, it's been an impressive five weeks for him um, with the big test coming up. Oh, yeah. I think they've had, you know, just, just great of getting the run game involved. No passing touchdowns, but good days out of Dallas Goddard, out of Devontae Smith. And, you know, just, just utilizing the, the play calling of, you know, some, you know, not a ton of, you know, deep balls. We've seen some, of course. Quez Watkins got involved a little bit. Uh, he had more short catches, but certainly, you know, some shots trying to go down the field. But I just think the way that the offense hums, they get into a good rhythm. And Jalen... You know, he'll figure out those moments where if he needs to use his legs to extend a play, he does it in a smart way. He's not shuffling around. He's not getting hit too much. He's taking those slides. And, you know, they're figuring it out. And, you know, we only saw two of the the running back core. We saw a lot more of it in the Jacksonville game. I've seen Trey Sermon get involved. I've seen, you know, a little more out of Kenneth Gainwell. We only saw him in a few plays here and there. And Miles Sanders only ended up getting 15 touches. But, you know, the, the offense just really got it done if you saw Sirianni's speech afterwards and just talking about how much time they were able to eat off of the clock and you know you saw it there they didn't really need to do a ton they obviously had to hold off the the Cardinals a little bit towards the end of the game obviously the no senor no senor no senor the Spanish call the the missed kick from Amendola but you know they, they still got the job done and, and a couple of those plays there just Smart plays on the Arizona side of the ball. Nothing really on the defensive side. I think that they made serious mistakes and just played a solid game. You know, you're still seeing the pass rush get in there, which I always love to see. And the offensive line still playing great. Obviously, Jason Kelsey missed a little bit in the second quarter, but came out, powered through it. And, you know, just proves still that he's one of the best, if not the best center in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one thing that's been really positive over the first five weeks, we've won a lot of different ways, right? So you mentioned... But like week one shootout against the Alliance team that we now know when healthy has a really strong offense. And then you see us kind of make uh, some adjustments. We, we win with the run game. We win with, um, you know, we, we play smart football. We've got a, a swarming defense. So we've won a lot of different ways. And I think Sunday, this past Sunday, you saw an offensive line that was a little banged up, right? You have, you have my lot of out, right? Landon Dickerson goes out early in the game. Oh, yeah. This is a, yeah, yeah. a Cardinals team that I think has a, a hair of an underrated defense. They've just got some some intriguing talent, right? Zach Collins, um, Isaiah Simmons, right? J.J. Watts, and obviously two really good safeties too, Buda Baker being the best. And I think that kind of took away some of our ability to get down the field like we used to. Um, so we had to use more of that play action or, or rollout scheme to do that. So you saw a lot more screen passes to pick on their kind of weaker corners. Um but I thought that was great, right? We, we adjusted the game plan of the personnel we had, and our offense has been, in a good way, kind of an amoeba of passing, like running, word. big plays, QB scrambles, play actions, right? We, that's good, though, that we can evolve and do a, a, and exploit the weaknesses of a defense as opposed to, hey, we're going to do this every single time. Certainly. Um, that, to me, is a huge deal. So I'm very impressed. And the, the weapons, I mean, Dallas Goddard is really – he's just underrated. Um, because he can block and he can get out there and make a lot of great catches. So he's a, an absolute critical weapon. Um, I totally agree. You know, for, for this offense. Yeah, I totally agree. And we so looked, very impressed. Yeah. I was going to say, we looked to no. Sunday night, and obviously the Cowboys have been rolling with Cooper Rush. Their defense looks really good. And it's another tre- mm-hmm. another test of just – you know, a defense that's going to get in their face and see what they're going to be able to do. And I think to your point with Goddard, 
he's going to be really crucial with both aspects of his game of how well is he going to block? You know, are they going to try to, you know, have, you know, I know obviously Micah Parsons will set up maybe to not be on his side and take advantage of that, but you know, how will they set up the strong side and everything and, and just see how they're able to do that. You know, for so many years, insert whatever cowboy linebacker has been a, you know, a, a stopper to the Eagles and what they can do there is going to be really interesting. I'm going to be particularly interested in seeing the secondary of the Cowboys, seeing what Trayvon Diggs and how well he can potentially defend some of the more, you know, diff- some of the different layers that the Eagles can throw out there with AJ Brown, with Smith, if Quez Watkins gets opened up and goes deep. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun game. I think on the other side of the ball, huge advantage Eagles. You called it a swarming defense and you're absolutely right. And to see what they can do to slow down Tony Pollard, because I think, Zeke, you know what you're getting out of him, and really put some pressure on Cooper Rush. Yeah, I think this is going to be uh, – I think you're right. I, a couple of things. The Dallas is an impressive 4-1 team. I, I can't lie there, right? Oh, yeah, they totally um, are. Their opening week loss to the – the only thing I'll take from the opening week loss, be, to beat the Commanders, uh, whatever, obviously not a great win. I, they beat the Giants. I'm not convinced of the Giants. So I, that's not a great win in my mind. The win against the Rams, I think, is a good win, but the Rams are clearly not what they were last year due to injuries, attrition, and age. Yeah. And so why was a good win last week with the back of quarterback? This is going to be their biggest test since that opening week against the Buccaneers. Our defense is closer to the Bucs than the Bengals, the Rams, the Giants, the Commanders. This is a better defense. Um, we got to eliminate the big play. That's the Tony Pollard big play, and that's the C.D. Lamb big play. Right? That's got to be our met, our target. So – linebackers really are probably the most pressure they're going to have all year coming into this game. Going to need Edwards and White and maybe a N'Kobe Dean sighting to really come through because Pollard, if he gets to the second level, you can't have the missed tackles that we saw against Holiday Brown, for example, last week. Can't have that transfer over. Um, And I think we're going to see our first kind of big pressure on the safeties specifically of helping to contain that big play CD lamb ability um, you know, that's going to be an area, but I think our, our defensive line is still so deep that they're going to be able to create, you know, some positive, maybe a push and a little penetration. Um, and that's going to go a long way. If we got to fluster Cooper rush. You can't let him have these slow drives down the field. You got to make him make split second decisions and show why he's a backup. Um, it's what I'm looking for. So I, I love the matchup for our defense. I think we can do it, but this is a underrated there's just some weapons uh, for the Cowboys that we maybe you know, we kind of faced last week, but a little bit of a better, probably better fundamental offense than the than the Cardinals have. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it is. It's better. I mean, I think you saw a little bit with the Cardinals of that they were able to get some of that dynamic running game of James Conner and, you know, Benjamin. Obviously, Benjamin was the one who knocked it in. And I think that sure. is something to key into of just Tony Pollard, you're right. And and I said it before, of it, he's more of the X factor in this. But Zeke, you know, if – the defense is playing a little sluggishly. There is something there of seeing what the front seven can do. So like having that dynamic aspect for the Cowboys is a big advantage to them. But I think you're right. I think through the air, Michael Gallup had a pretty good first week back. So seeing what he can do and, and, you know, just, just trying to contain that. I think the cornerbacks will certainly have their work cut out for them. I think you're right with the safeties. It should be a lot of fun. You know, will it be close? Yeah. Probably it's the Cowboys. It's Sunday night football. <laughs> This it's is a divisional game. Divisional right. game. Hey, they're always close. They're right. always we just close. saw the Texans about, beat the Jaguars. Yeah, we yep. talked about mm-hmm. it last week. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Well, let's keep it moving. And for the, yeah, for I will the say people, too, there, oh, I'm going to give you one other matchup. I got to give you one other matchup. Okay. 
Micah Parsons is going to line up over Mylotta or Johnson, yep. right? You could argue they're the best tandem tackle in football, ta- ta- tackle tandem in football. That that could that matchup could decide this game, yep. and I think both are good enough to to stop him. But I also want to see us run the football directly at where he lines up. It's not that he's not a great player. That's how you tire a pass rusher. Let Lane and Jordan go forward and hit him a couple That's times a really in the run call. game. And soften him up. He's an elite player. I'm so upset he's on the Cowboys, but that's what I, I would run right at him with Sanders or Sermon and say, "Hey, let's let's hit him a little bit and knock him off his rush." And that's going to be really important. But anyway, sorry, that's I had to call. point that out. I think no, it's that's a, a huge call. matchup. This is, for why, us. this is why this is why I'm bringing you on to yeah. talk about the birds. Well, let's keep it moving. Just for <laughs> I can go deeper, but we're going to keep moving. Yeah, for the people <laughs> at home, go to college. We this is a uh, this is a quick show because we obviously. We have the Thunder Cup this weekend. There's been a lot of preparation there. We've both been very busy with work. So that's why this is coming out. We're recording this on Thursday before the Bears Commanders Thursday night game instead of Wednesday like we planned on to. And obviously, we got the Fightins in the playoffs. So they got rain delayed. We're going to do it after the Phillies game. And then they played at night, so we didn't end up getting to do it. So now that the inside baseball is done, let's talk some college. Matt, obviously a big week with you and your brothers of Michigan-Penn State but a really, really great slate outside of that. You have Alabama-Tennessee leading the way for the matchup of the week. And I'm really interested in this game because as much as I am with Michigan-Penn State, you know, obviously big game. It's at the big house, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what they can bring out there. We're going to learn if Tennessee is for real or not. I Honestly, I don't think they're going to win the game. It's only a seven-point line. If they can keep it close to that, we're going to learn a ton about this team because— They've shown some really good signs of, you know, being a, you know, being an elite team. They obviously have the Florida win and everything, but Alabama's Alabama. And we've seen what they've been able to do when they've been hit with adversity. And they've had a couple scares in the last couple of weeks. They lost their quarterback. They, you know, ended up killing Arkansas, but they, you know, there was some concern when we were out at Penn national. And then last week, the Texas A&M game ended up being a lot closer than I, than anybody I think would have thought. So I think that's that's something that Tennessee's got to worry about as a pissed-off Nick Saban and Alabama team because he finds ways to put a chip on every guy's shoulder, and Tennessee's going to have to prove something here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these are two – These are it's probably our biggest college week in terms of Titanic matchups because we're right in that sweet spot of the season where a loss here doesn't kill you, right, but it drops you. If you lose week one, you can climb it back up, right? As you get to the mid part of the college football season, a loss is more crippling, right? The later, because it's always, what have you done for me lately? Um, Mm -hmm. So these two games are playoff shaking games. Alabama and Michigan could both lose and make the college football playoff. They both have pedigree coming into the season. Well, and they also play one of the bigger, Ohio State State and Georgia (laughs) later on in the year, or presumably. Right, right, right. Tennessee, while it was ranked high, has not traditionally been here. Um, and this is where I don't like this bias, but this is, you know, and same for Penn State wasn't ranked to start the year. So them losing, it hurts them more long term. Doesn't mean they can't make it right, but it's going to be harder for them. Um, and it could knock them out of the, the conference title game, which is obviously incredibly important now, which as it should be to, to making the playoff winning your conference is big. So I say all that because they're for, for, for all four teams. This is a season defining game. I feel like Alabama's had a lot more of these already, which is why. Bryce Young's health, notwithstanding, I, I think this is like I think they're they're probably less tight than a Tennessee is. This is like this is the this is the Volunteers moment. It's been a long time 
for Tennessee. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating. I think it's a great matchup. Uh, I really hope Bryce Young plays, though, because that means, you know, yeah. You're going to have to have multiple monitors going at the Canell household because the Phillies will be on it, too. But I'm very intrigued by this game. I, you know, it, you're right. It's such a great week. We have plenty of other ranked matchups, two undefeated teams in the Big 12. We have Syracuse, who's still 5-0, and hosting NC State, who, you know, might have something to prove there. Mississippi State and Kentucky are going. It, it's going to be a really great week to just tune into, enjoy it if you're a college football fan. We're still probably a month from the first college football playoff rankings. I think, though, just going back to that Big Ten championship specifically, the difference with Tennessee is that they're in the East, so they do play Georgia. So they'll have their opportunity to, you know, if they lose to Alabama, maybe shock Georgia. And, you know, the reverse, if they beat Alabama and then lose to Georgia, then they don't get into the SEC championship. And you get, you know, the conversations that we've had when Alabama has that one loss to Auburn and and doesn't get in. Penn State, Michigan are in the Big Ten East. They play Ohio State. Penn State plays them in a couple weeks. Michigan obviously plays them at the end of the year. So these games matter a ton because it makes that Ohio State game almost a play-in game for either of them. Those are the two big games on the schedule now. Michigan State, not as much because they've had a very big down year. The rest of the East, nothing really to write home about. So this game, really, you're right for you know Penn State. If they lose, the playoff hopes might be dashed, but maybe not. That's how they got into the Big Ten Championship and won it in 2016. They lost to Michigan, but then they beat Ohio State. So this really, this is where the first card starts to fall in the Big Ten. And we're really getting into Big Ten season and and conference play. But it is a really intriguing matchup to watch because it has such a huge impact. Yeah. And, I mean, (laughs) this is why college football is is so great because – Every week really matters. I think some people don't like that, right? They like the NFL style, but it's like the hopes and dreams of an entire state essentially are yeah. riding uh, in a couple states on this weekend. Yeah. Um, I did, I did want to touch. Good. Yeah. But I did want to touch too. Like this Penn State Michigan matchup is really intriguing. Two weeks ago, I would have said it's no problem for Michigan. Not that they've played horrible. But once they got out of the cupcake games and into some of these Big Ten games, we've seen things tighten up for them. Um, I, I love this team. I think J.J. McCarthy's really good. I think he's probably a year away, though. He's not like a C.J. Stroud college quarterback. It's really a tale of, of I, I, the over-under is 50 and a half, I think, right? Yes, 50 and a half. you have that? Okay, I, I would put the under. I, I, that's me. I think both these defenses – are good. Obviously, we know Penn State always brings a good defense. We know Michigan does too. Yeah, both, um, both quarterbacks are concerning on, for both Penn State and Michigan. Right, and I think the big difference is, obviously, Michigan is a run-based. Blake Corum looks great. Um, he has been kind of a dark horse Heisman candidate. He rips off a couple of big games. I think if you're Penn State, if they can't establish a running game, I think it's a – which they haven't really been able to. You're putting a lot on Sean Clifford. If you get week one Sean, Sean Clifford where they almost lost to Purdue, I think you're in trouble. If you get a little bit more into the season, Sean Clifford, I think they have a shot. Um, but that it, it, it hurts them not to have a running game. Really haven't had one since the kind of uh, Barkley Sanders era. Yeah. That's a big problem for them. Um, but if they can keep it close. If this game was at Penn State, I'm going to be honest with you, and I hate to say this because you know I'm a big Wolverine guy, I might pick them just because I feel like Michigan hasn't played great football the last couple of weeks, but it is at the big house. It's an away game. You know, I think they show up. I think 
McCarthy has enough. Ronnie Bell has been so good for them from a receiver perspective. I think they eke it out. I do think it's close to like a seven-point line. Yeah. Um, I, I do think they, they, they get that done. Yeah. No, I agree. And last point, or last question on college, then we'll move to the NFL. Sure. Utah is favored against US, USC. Are we yeah. on Pac-12 is dead talk, watch yet? After a hot start to this season, USC has obviously just kind of not been they're, – they're not all the way there yet. Um, I just don't know if – I do think Caleb William and, and, and Addison can do, it enough, can do enough to get this taken care of. So I don't think we're on the – they're dead. This might be the game, though. Like if, if USC loses, I think they're dead. Um, it's my favorite time hopes of year. Pac-12 is dead, you time. Yep, the hopes I was of declared too early, but it might actually yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll see what happens here. But this is going to be uh, this is going to be tough, though. Yeah. All right. So we're running yeah. out of time. College or NFL Week Six. First set of buys: Detroit, Houston, Vegas, and Tennessee on buys, which is hilarious that we're in buys, but the Giants and Packers still have to play, and. Uh, you know, we get some good games. We obviously talked about the Eagles and the Cowboys, but I think we'd be kicking ourselves if we didn't talk about the rematch of the century. And I know I'm overstating that. But the Bills and the <laughs> Chiefs, 425 on Sunday. I hope that the tailgate has the television on for this game because it is going to be fun. Two defenses that I think while a little banged up, is something to prove against two very good offenses, man. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's so weird. It's already bye week season. Yeah, it is weird. Is that strange to you? Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Well, it's, it's also I know weird because we... it's 17 weeks now, so we have more bye weeks and less teams on buys, which yeah, is fun. You get more yeah, games, right. but it's it's weird. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, but to go back to your point, the Bills and the or Chiefs. 17 games, 18 weeks. Yeah. But the Bills and the Chiefs are becoming the Patriots and the Colts, right? So the past two to three decades, right, it was Manning and Brady. They played every year because they won their division. And every year it was like must-see TV to watch these two juggernauts go at each other with great teams around them, right? Now, every year, you're getting the Bills and the Chiefs playing each other. You're getting arguably the top two quarterbacks in the NFL. You're getting an unreal coach in Andy Reid. You're getting a great defensive mind in Sean McDermott. They're, they're, they're actually not too off in terms of culture, both like their cities, mm-hmm. even though Buffalo, you think of Kansas city, you don't think of it. it. It's a cold city. So is Buffalo. Their fans are rabid fans, just like Buffalo. So they're great. Both have great fan bases. Um, and so, I mean, this is like, and this is a big game. I think the chiefs are fine. This is a big game for the bills. Yes. They have to the get the monkey off their fun. back. They right. showed chief Super Bowl run. Type moves on Monday Night Football. They went down early. They just yeah. said, we're going to play the hits. Travis Kelsey, catch the ball. And then their run game got it done. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the other thing that's really intriguing here is that the the um, the Bills haven't really won a ton of close games. No. They blow teams out, but they don't come from behind a lot, which is surprising when you think about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, Right. But they really aren't – like the Chiefs' mantra is we don't care. We're down 20 points, right? Patrick brings them back. He just They just find a way. 
Well, they um, did come back. The Bills did come back against the Ravens. That is worth noting. That's a good. That's a good yeah. point. I so agree. No, hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah, right, right. Granted, I don't know if it's the Ravens' defense of old, especially yeah, pass related. That, but that's still, a fair point too. That was a big win, though, right? Showing that they can do it. It's not that I don't think Josh can do it, right? It's just that he hasn't done it consistently enough. So I think for them, this is a big game, right? Because again, this is the target. It's the Chiefs. They've got to win. Got to find a way to beat the Chiefs. Um, and they have beaten the Chiefs before, I believe. So it's not like a total. It's not a. They did end, last year. All be all for they any. beat him in the regular season, right. and then the Chiefs yeah, and won in the playoffs. Then the exactly. But um, I think these are the two clearly the two best teams in the in the AFC. Um, they're probably going to meet again in a few months in a conference championship game. Um, the chiefs scare me because they're still learning their offense with all these new weapons. We haven't seen Juju do much, right? Um, it's been very Travis Kelsey centric, but they're just so unselfish. They bring guys out. I've never even heard of to score touchdowns. I mean, they did Um, that before. Nicole Hardman a couple years ago was just some dude. And now he's, he's this mainstay on the team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, so they're still kind of getting their pieces slotted in, which is scary because they've been so good. Um, for the Bills, I'll tell you what, that, the McCaffrey to the Bills conversation. If I'm the Bills, do you pull the trigger? Do you take, do I don't you know what their, what is their, what does their draft capital look like? Uh, they have, they, they haven't given up a ton of picks recently. Cause right? what, so, cause what they, they traded for Stefan Diggs, what, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Three years. And they gave him the extension. So he's yeah. fine. So they have him. I think the big thing is this. Obviously, you got to fit him under the salary cap, but do you? Do you NFL eat, salary cap is made up. You don't need to worry about that. Well, but do you do you get the pan? Do you give him a higher pick to get the Panthers to give you to take to eat some of his salary cap if needed? Um, you might. They've got to find the Panthers find are in disarray. They've got to find a way to to run the football a little bit, right? They can't just they. It's just and it's shocking that they can't. I mean, I think James Cook should get a shot. Um, that's Dalvin Cook's brother, who's the third back right now, but. They've really struggled to run the football, and that hurts them. Not that the Chiefs are that much better, but um, it's hurt them to hold on to lead sometimes and to give Josh Allen a break because just like Jalen Hurts, I worry. They're, they're, every time a quarterback gets hit, that's one more hit until they're, you know, something happens. I look at Cam Newton, can yeah. barely throw a football anymore, right? Sure. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. So we're basically out of time sure. because we, Matt and I, need to run. So apologies, but you know, I'll just leave them wanting more. But the rest of the slate, though, there's some intriguing games here, but not a ton that we really need to dive into. So if uh-huh. we were doing picks, it'd be very interesting to see which way we would go on yeah. some of these. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll run through. I mean, the other one, Vikings-Dolphins was going to be a good game, but it's yeah. the third-string Dolphins quarterback. So that's kind of a dud, right? Yeah. Other than that, I mean, really, you thought Broncos charges would be good at Monday night. <laughs> no. I don't know. Yeah, one of the more underwhelming. So maybe it's the good that we're running out of time because yeah, really <laughs> tonight's game is going to be a bore. So yeah, that's going to be a bore. I mean, maybe the Jets show some friskiness against the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. You know, I don't know. It's not really nothing's really jumping out here. But Matt, thank you as always. Sure, of course, man. I'm pumped for this weekend, both for the sports and for the golf. Follow us on Instagram so you can follow along with it. We'll be. You know, hopefully this time with the Penn National trip, we promised, but we uh, put golf through a hurricane. So, you know, props <laughs> to us for doing that. But, um, yeah, follow that. Subscribe to the podcast, Bullpen Cart, wherever you get your pods. Matt, any final words before we send, them on, send the audience on their way? The blue team. <laughs> well, I think it's more important for the red team. 
both the golf and the baseball team to win this weekend. And you know what? The green team too, the Eagles. But that'll do it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week with uh, all our glory. Hopefully, we bring back picks again. But for Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend. Go Phils and fly Eagles. Fly!